All right. Happy Friday, everybody. The Avalanche have played a couple of preseason games since our last episode, and they haven't gone so well. I know it's not a cause for concern because it is preseason, but is it a cause for concern, at least in the goalie position? Eh, maybe not so much. It's early. We got a lot to talk about for that. The Avalanche made some cuts. We will discuss the players that got sent down, the players that remain, who's vying for that last spot, and with a couple key players out, maybe there's a couple extra spots available for the first couple games. We'll talk about the, all that and the increase in cap, which we've been hearing about. We kind of have an idea of where that might go. All good things for the Colorado Avalanche in that regard, even though it's still a couple years away, we'll get there eventually. But these last two preseason games, I'm just glad they're over. Let's get to this. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A, uh, a seven to one game where the Avalanche lose uh, in the preseason, I'll shut that off. I, I don't want to sit around for that. Uh, I will in the regular season. I, I will, you know, take those lumps. It'll happen maybe a couple times during the regular season. Um, I'll watch those games, but I think I shut that one off after period number two. I don't know about you. I was actually the same. I wrote it out a little bit longer than I thought, but after that Minnesota game, the uh, the amount of "How's your boy Frankie now?" Uh, to, oh, messages I was getting. I was writing that that Georgia game. I was just sitting there like, "Well, my phone is going to be quiet tonight." So <laughs> I I wrote it out to the second period, and I was like, "That's my avalanche. This Not looks bad. bad. I'm going to bed." Couple uh, preseason games to get to, and we will do that uh, right after we thank you for making this your first listen of the day, the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions go to lockdownavalanche at gmail.com. And if follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube, hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. All right, man. Uh, yeah, it's preseason. It's it's nothing to get riled up about, but you don't like seeing this no matter what it is. If it's regular season, clearly not. Even even pre preseason, you don't want to get shellacked like this two games in a row, no less. Um, and you know we're not going to sit here and dwell on the score and all that, but um, I think we you got to pull individual players out of this. And I think we have to start in goal because the two games that were played, five to two against Minnesota, very next day, seven to one loss against Vegas. You had our two goalies play in both of those games. Frankie played in Minnesota or against Minnesota, and you know, Georgiev played against Vegas. And Georgiev only played two periods i don't know if that was the plan i think they want to get him up to speed as much as possible but when you let in he let in six right i think they gave up one more after he yeah he let in six yeah. um on like 12 shots no less it, it was just it was just, it's just ugly it you shouldn't be that rusty uh even though this is you know and this is your second appearance this isn't even your mm -hmm. first appearance so Whatever. I mean, I'm not like concerned about it. you want to see a, a better performance out of those two. What are your thoughts on it right now, though? It's just it's just ugly. 
Well, you, you kind of, you hit it all with a very broad brush there. And I think that's honestly the way that Avalanche fans should be looking at it. Like this is the preseason. Nobody cares about wins and losses. What you're really watching the preseason for is individual players, how they react and how they vibe with other players on the team. And when they do get in deficits like this, how do they work their way out? Both Mm. everyone on the ice did not work their way out. You didn't see that hustle. You didn't see them climb out of the hole. That's one thing you can watch. When it comes to the goalie play, what is the thing that we have said a hundred million times when it comes to the conversation, every crossover episode we've had when it comes to the goalie position, with that defense in front of them, we have nothing to worry about. There's no Kale McCarr out there. There's no right. EJ. There's no Manson. There's the get-out-of-jail-free card. It's not there for both of those goalies. So they're really getting they're getting shelled out there. They're not getting the best looks. They're not giving... And honestly, if you watch, like, especially Frankie and Yorgiev towards the end of that preseason game, they're not giving their 100% effort. They're out there getting a feel for everything, getting back in game shape, getting acclimated to the game. So you can't overreact. You can't knee jerk. Put your knee braces away. No knee jerking reaction here. Mm -hmm. They were bad games. You build on it. That's what the preseason is for. As far as Georgiev goes, like the first two were difficult. I really don't put those on him. The very first goal, that was a ridiculous redirect um, by Carlson. Like he's not going to stop that. Like that was just insane. Um, the second one was a horrific turnover that happened, I don't know, 15, 20 feet in front of him. It was just a really bad turnover. He probably wasn't anticipating that, and a goal was scored on it. Uh, you know, but on the other hand, the redirect, I can't I can't fault him for that. Um, on the other hand, you want you want to you want to see your goalie kind of make those saves. And you would like to think, like, okay, like I, 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 he will <clears throat> as the season progresses and and yeah you just have to work all the cobwebs out work the kings mm-hmm. out i get that um but he i mean we were singing his praises after game one he played he played a, a period and a half and we were kind of sitting here talking about okay like if we're gonna get this out of him that's good and I'm, it's not like you're it's a complete like 180 and it's like okay now what you're we gonna get i'm not there like i'm not gonna yeah. do that after preseason games you would just like to have seen him play a little bit better. I don't think even yeah. in the preseason game, you still want to see him play a little bit better. And I think he'll tell you that same thing. Same thing with, with Frankie. Frankie, this was his first uh, or no. He, did he play a little bit when he, they went to Minnesota? I think he. Yes, I think he was on that. That first game wasn't on squad. TV. I can never remember if he even played in that or not. I think Anderton played in that one. And he, and he was Frankie have. was the backup. I he might have. I, I don't know. Either way, like it's early early like i'm not there should be no panic whatsoever like we're saying we're just talking about the play because you flip the script and look at the opponents that they played they did fine those goalies did pretty well um so it is what it is this is what you're going to get at this stage in the season and you just got to ride it out um as far as other individual players go the abs we'll talk about the cuts in a minute but um where they don't call them cuts uh, it's (laughs) That's such a high school varsity <laughs> thing to do. Everybody looking at the paper next to the locker yeah, room. Yeah. Looking for your name. Um, uh, I don't know. Like you could tell in the, in the Vegas game, um, th- that was very prospect heavy that, that game. Yeah. I mean, who, who was, uh, I'm trying to think, well, I got, the I think, who, who, I don't know was there anybody were... that, that was really like a, 
a JT Comfort has been the only uh he wasn't main in event game. guy all he wasn't in the game against yeah. Vegas. So other uh, than if you don't see Comfort, like that's that's been your only appearance of your Stanley Cup champion right. So when you're playing this roster, like you're not expecting to win. That's not what you're out there for in the preseason. You want to see what these guys can do. Yep. And it was tough. I mean, how they managed 26 shots on goal against Vegas, I don't know. It's just because it they didn't seem like they could generate anything. Yeah. It was tough going. Um I'm looking at, you know, and even Vegas played a couple regulars. Um, but you know, and the avalanche played very Logan O'Connor. There you go. I think he's, I think he's the one with the most experience, uh, who played against Vegas, but you could just tell, you could tell like individually, yeah, these guys can be, can be good, but they, they just, there was just no cohesion and that's kind of to be expected. So in one hand, it's like, yeah, you want to see what these guys can do. On the other hand, it's like, good luck because you really haven't played a lot together. And did you even really get to see what they can really do? Because it just seemed like a lot of it was just one-on-one. I'm going to try to beat you. It's tough to set up plays. I don't know. It was. Just, it just. It just seemed like a mess against Vegas. Well, everything. When you look at it under like the when you look at it through the prism of what a lot of these guys will be called into this upcoming season, it's not like they're really going to be commanding a fourth or third line spot. Mm-hmm. A majority of this roster. It's going to be when the Avalanche become the Colorado Avalanche about a month and a half in and the injury bug bites and we have to call up somebody from Loveland. You want to see what these guys do. Come on up. Let's see what you can do. Plug in and play. This is what we want to run. Get out there and run. And you want to see with that little bit of chaos, who can step up in those moments? Who can say, no, guys, follow me. I'll show you how. You want to see that little bit of step up. And all of it being lost and feeling weird you're just seeing who wants to step up. And honestly, it didn't really feel, especially in the Vegas game, like anybody wanted to step up. They no. felt like they were getting beat. And I think they were focused too much on the score instead of making things work. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about some of it. Like the Avs made roster moves, I guess, is, is that the PC way of saying it? So we'll uh, we'll talk assignments. about them. Assignments. Roster assignments. There's new assignments now. Is that okay? So, um, We'll talk about them and then look at. We talked about the lines a few weeks ago. Um, actually, it was maybe yeah when when they signed Rodriguez and it was like okay now now the big the big glaring hole is like who's that twelfth forward? Um, now that we've seen a couple games and we've seen kind of players play, who do we think could take that spot now? And there could be some more openings because you know Gabe Landeskog is not going to start the season, and although he is skating. Uh, Val Nachuskin, from my understanding, not 100% that he's playing for game one. So we'll kind of throw out maybe like three extra players who could be taking those spots uh, come opening roster. Puck drop against the Blackhawks. But first, we are going to go bet online. Ooh, look at that shiny, nice new graphic. I mean, if that's not a way to put you up on uh, YouTube, I don't know what it is. Uh, But betonline.net is your number one source for football betting this season find all of the latest player developments team matchup news podcasts and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find and if you bet on that broncos game last week uh i mean i think you they, they were the favorite in that game i believe so 
What what's the baseball score going to be for the Broncos this week? <laughs> it better not eight. be another like seven to three, five to three kind of game. I'm going eight to two somehow. Oh, yeah. Uh, as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including. Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. So we, there you go. Uh, <laughs> we had we had roster assignments, and uh, a lot of the guys that you assumed were going to be sent down or wherever other league they play in. Um, they, they where they were. So you had Alex Bukaj, Jean-Luc Foodie, Keaton Middleton, Oscar Lawson, and Sample Ranta. They're all going back to the AHL. No surprises there. I think we I think we all wanted to see Ranta because he's done it before. Yeah. Where he's made the opening night roster. Um, I think we wanted to see him do it again. I, I he was just non-existent to me. I didn't see him at all. He didn't do anything to stand out. So um, I, you know, he didn't, it's not a surprise that he got sent down. Um, I liked what Jean-Luc Foodie did, but I don't think it's enough to really make this team right now. I think he could be somebody in the next year or two. If he has a really good year with the Eagles, um, maybe during the season, they call him up for a game or two, depending on who's, you know, in the pecking order. Um, I don't know. I, I just liked his how how he he, he plays hard. He really yeah. does, and he's young. He's young, so he's got some more development to go. But he kind of got pushed around a little bit. But he's got the speed. He's got the skill. I think he just needs a little bit more time to cook down there. And um, he's a possibility down in the future. I really like how he played. I think a lot of people. I don't know how to phrase. It. I don't know if our, our people are surprised, uh, but. I think a lot of people really thought the way Oscar Alaskin was Oscar Alaskin was playing, he had a shot. Yeah. And they sent him down. Yeah. That one is a little bit surprising to me. I with those two names right there that you mentioned, Foodie and Olausen, I I definitely feel that Olausen could have the same track New Hook did last year. I feel like That's another sent down one, and then you know comes up a it, little bit later. Yeah. He's gonna replace like your um, Maltsev proxy on this roster in about two or three weeks into the season. I feel like Olausen's right there. Like he is right there. What he yeah. can do, especially, I would love to see him play with your your poster names for the Avalanche, what he could do. But I loved watching Olausen. And yeah, Foodie looked a little undersized. He almost looked like a, a Sam Gerard. And hey, welcome back, mm -hmm. Sammy G. You look great. Yeah, he really did. <clears throat> like he is undersized. What he can do on the forward, how that combination is you're gonna have to really get kind of creative with line construction with Foodie in there. And I feel like a little bit of time they figure it out, especially give him some more AHL time. I think he'll be all right. But I think Olausen, I think we might see him first out of all these roster assignments. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if at some point he comes up. <clears throat> No, because I thought he had a, a really good uh, couple games, and um, he he's close. Like, okay, if he's not going to make it this year, okay, 
like will be okay clearly but i think he is he's on the cusp he really yep. really is um I, and and it doesn't surprise me that alex bukaj got sent down but i i thought he did well yep. i really did like he was noticeable out there um he was taking shots he was taking chances he was trying to make some some passes uh maybe some difficult ones but he was he was trying um I just think it's just a. There's too much going. There's too many players for him to leap over yeah. uh, to make a, a roster spot right now. But I think he improved his his value in for the Avalanche. I really do. I, I thought he he played a, a good couple games. I was impressed with him. Yeah, I put um, Bukaj and Foodie right there as like the next man right behind Olausen. Olausen really put himself like right there, like on the yeah. cusp on the on the bubble. To be honest yeah. with you. So one name that you did not see on there was Martin Kaut. And that, I mean, everybody was laser focused on Martin Kaut because he, he's just been doing this. Seems like he seems like he's one of those uh, players that just plays in, in double a baseball for 15 <laughs> years. And now, you know, this is his last shot with the play in the bigs. <clears throat> um, and, and he made it thus far. He's made yeah. it. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm up and down on him. I, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like there were times where he played okay. And then there were times where he made some bad penalty. We talked about that. And I think he's, he's trying super hard and you're going to make some mistakes. He's, he was penalized a lot in, in three games that he's played in the preseason. He's been penalized a ton. Uh, you don't want to see that on one hand, you want, you, you like the hustle. And if you listen to, Jared Bednar, he kind of backed him up on on a couple of those, thinking that they shouldn't have been called. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I, I haven't really seen one where I thought it was like a bad call by the ref. I think they were all warranted penalties. Is that a problem for him? I don't know. He hasn't been, he hasn't played enough for at, at, at an NHL level to know if he, if, if that follows him around making kind of stupid penalties. I think he's just trying extra, extra hard. On one hand, I appreciate that. On the other, it's like, well, you can't do that if you're with this roster because you're going to hurt this team. Um, and then he made he he sometimes he played well. Um, I don't. I think it was the what was the game where Newhook scored first? That was against Minnesota. Minnesota. And a lot of people are like, ah, well, Cout had a, a goal and an assist. I think in that game. <clears throat> Let me see if he had more than that. No, he had, he had a goal and an assist. Well, the assist came on that new hook goal where new hook nice pass, a beautiful pass from new hook, which like, I want to see him put those goals away. It's him, him and the goalie it's one-on-one yeah. and he couldn't get it past them. And, and new hook just, you know, cleaned up the scraps to, to put the goal in and he kind of got the assist that way. But then he did have a nice goal to start the second period. So he had, he, he had a missed opportunity on a goal. And then he took a penalty in that period. And then he came back in the first minute and scored a goal to kind of like, you know, you like those redeemable moments. I'm on the fence with Martin Cout right now. I genuinely don't know if, if I would put him on there. I, I want to see him do well. And I think he has the ability. He's got the size. He would fit well with the abs. It's just, are the mistakes going to constantly creep up if he does make this opening night roster? Cout hasn't moved the needle for me at all. Um, if mm. anything, it, he's taken a step back in my eyes, in my book, I, 
And yes, I I I keep paper logs of games, so because mm-hmm. I'm I'm weird like that. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't like Martin Kaut in this new effort. Um, we talked like in the first segment; these games don't count. Let's not worry about it. You don't want to keep building on this the ridiculous penalties going into the season. Like our penalty kill, yes, it's strong, but let's not test it all the time. And especially we just got done talking about Olausen and how incredible he is. And he's now going back down to Loveland and we're giving a chance to Martin Kaut, who really hasn't done anything for me. His play is mediocre and he's doing these goofy penalties and he's just acting like he's always angry. He's always just, He's always in a bad mood, and I'm just like, which is okay. This? I'm good with that. You can be I mean, in a bad mood. <laughs> it's what Nathan McKinnon does, but I mean, I just don't <laughs> want like have hit constantly looking at him in the penalty box just over there, just seething. Like mm-hmm. I just I can't like, and it's not what we want. It's not Avalanche hockey. We don't have our goons. Like yeah, Miko gets the random goofy penalty late in the game always, with about three minutes to go. We always got to kill off a penalty before we end the game, but. We don't need to add to that. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I understand we're giving him a chance. He's been around forever. Um, but he hasn't done anything to impress me and warrant this spot. So I think it's just the avalanche fully giving him this chance and this opportunity, like skate with the guys, skate with the, like you see what he's doing in practice, like fully give mm-hmm. him a shot. But I don't know if this is it. Well, I mean, let's talk about what the lines could possibly be. I mean, you're going to have Landis Coggs out. Mm-hmm. He's he's out for we don't know. I mean, at least the opening opening day uh, just seems like it might be a few games for him. Valentuskin, don't know yet. I think they're going to wait till you know last minute to kind of make a decision on him. So you might be down those two guys for opening night against Chicago. Let's just assume that they are. Who who do you put on this roster? I mean, you're gonna have uh Lekinen, you're gonna have McKinnon, you're gonna have Rantanen, uh Rodriguez, you're gonna have Newhook, you're gonna have JT Comfort, you're gonna have Logan O'Connor. Um, so what who I mean, he he might be put on this team opening night uh because you're gonna need need some bodies there. So I mean, who who do you who do you put over him right now? Oh my word! Oh, you're gonna <laughs> like I've you're you're making me like I don't know like I I I honestly like I don't that's feel the, like that's the thing like count on this roster like we haven't mentioned like Cogliano and Helm they still exist you're they're Cogliano part of this roster right. <clears throat> yeah like I I feel like they could add more without going to the box like. I just I don't know if what he's bringing right now is enough to justify him a spot on the roster, even with potentially two members down. Uh, that top line's right where it is. Um, that so second you, line, yeah. I mean, you're gonna I, have you got ten guys basically right now. Yeah, you have ten minus Landeskog and Nachuskin, assuming Nachuskin doesn't play. J Mac is one of these guys. You could put him in there. J Mac him in the front. Uh, in a forward spot, you have Ben Myers. I don't think Ben Myers has done a ton in in the preseason. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I think he's going to be very good, I do too. Uh, but I think he's a little bit raw, and I think he's just uh, maybe a little bit too young. Does he might? But he's made it so far. Yeah, 
He has not been reassigned yet, so he's still there. So, I mean, I think your your top options here. Oh, you know who else made it was Shane Bowers. Shane Quietly. Bowers also, yeah. I don't see him kind of grabbing one of these spots. I think your your kind of the guys at the forefront here could be McDonald. Yeah, it's Cow. Um, I I think I think they like Ben Meyer, so he might be in the mix. I like how Sedlak has played in the preseason. I really, really do. And I kind of feel like he is going to be one of those. If it's here's the thing, it's like, okay, you gotta you gotta have two guys. So give me your top two ranked. Because if it's just one, if after like you know, um Nichuskin, if say Nichuskin is available to play, uh, then you only need one guy. Is that Cow? Is it Myers? Is it Megna? Who they use a lot. They bring Megna up a lot. Is it Maltsev? No. There's options here. There's a lot of options. I, none, I feel, are like head and shoulders that are above anybody else. Number number one is J-Mac. I feel like he. you could put him in. Yeah. If, Nuke, if, Nuke is, if Nuke comes back, still bring in McDonald. He's going to be fine. If he's out... Myers, even though he wasn't impressive in preseason, he was in for the garbage time of last season. He was in all of those games, and he was like, he was there. He's fine. He knows how to work the Avalanche main roster, how things are done. He understands, mm-hmm. and he could be enough until Landy comes back, because if then you are evaluating all of those players you just mentioned on their performance when they're really not accustomed to being in that role. And I feel like you're also casting a little bit of a shadow of a doubt on the future in an unfair light. So Mm. I would go with McDonald and Myers just based on how they know how to work with this team. Mm. Yeah, I think, man, it's tough. It's so tough. And like, you you don't know what the mindset is with Cal. You don't like, like you were saying earlier, you don't know if they are, if the avalanche are thinking, you know, and, and taking his own words into account. Um, are those two things matching up? Are the Avalanche saying, is he saying this is might be my last shot? And are the Avalanche saying this might be this his is, last shot? This, this is your last let's, shot. Let's 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 let him have that shot. And then if it's not, we can say, we tried, kid. Yeah. We tried multiple times. I I, I don't know. I'm just I just get a gut feeling that's where they are with with him. And I think they're gonna give him a chance. And then um, the other one for now, yeah, I just kind of feel like it's – and I love McDonald. He's he's one of my favorites on the team because he just his, his work ethic. But um, I think because now that they have Myers in the mix, they want to get him up to speed as quick as possible and kind of have like a, a learn-on-the-job type of uh, mentality. And you can do that on the fourth line. You know, you're only going to get seven, eight minutes. And – Go out there, work your butt off for those few minutes, and and you know, ha- use that as moving yourself up the ranks. Yeah. So, I mean, if you if you're telling me that you know the you know McKinnon or excuse me, Rant- Landeskog and Nishuskin are out, and you need two other guys, yeah, you know, I think I'm going Counting Myers. I think that's what I would do. I don't know, you know, and then you have to figure out where they're going to go in the lines, but. <clears throat> We shall see. We shall see. Um, as far as the... <laughs> it's interesting yeah. that we both have Myers in there, but it's 
but he didn't impress me yeah he but it's just it's what he could do with the main roster and you gotta also think we're opening the season on a banner raising night the last thing you want is some some blunder to put a damper on that night we lose like 2-1 as we raise a banner off some goofy mistake yeah so but, go and, with experience yeah and, and that's that's the thing like you know preseason there's some guys that you know th- their career is going to live and die on on the preseason nathan mckinnon could play a, a horrible preseason and we're not talking about moving him clearly you yeah. know like so for someone like myers it's it's an odd situation because i don't feel like he's played well particularly well in, in these preseason games but you know what you have in him yeah. So do you leave him there knowing that he's just got to get some reps in and he'll he'll snap out of that? Yeah, I think for some players you do that. And because he's just unproven and so young, I think some people are thinking like, uh, nope, didn't cut it, kid. But the Az might have the mindset of like, he'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. Get him, you know, with the usual players and, you know, we'll, we'll be good. So, uh, yeah, they think that's kind of why you throw him in the mix on that. So. Uh, and finally, we just want to talk about the salary cap. The the NHL kind of informed teams of, of it's not set in stone by any stretch of the imagination, just what the cap could approximately look like for the next three seasons, uh, four if you want to include this year, actually. So um, we know what it is for this year, 82 and a half. It's going to go up another million dollars next year to 83 and a half for the 24-25 season. It's going to go up to 87, somewhere between 87 and a half and 88 million. Um, so that's $5 million more than this year. And then in 25, 26, the following year after that could be approximately 92 million. So that's $10 million. It should go, yeah, make it rain. Um, <laughs> you know, so next year only a, a modest million dollars. But then five million after that, five million based on what the seller cap is for this year, and then ten million in three years for the 25-26 season. I, I think you know, they say it's approximate for 92 million. It wouldn't surprise me if it's a little bit more than that. Yeah. I think the NHL is is doing well and, and these new TV deals, it's only one year, but it's it's gone well, and I think. It's doing, you know, in that one year that it's been on ESPN slash TNT, um, I think I think the numbers were bigger than they thought they yep. were going to be. So if that's the case, then why would you just not think it's going to increase even more? You get a lot of TV revenue and, and you know, there's a lot that goes into this. And I'm not saying like if I, I'm saying I feel like it's going to be higher than 92. It's not like I feel like it's going to be 102, but it could be around like 94, 95. If you ask me, no idea where I'm coming up with that number, but I just feel like they're probably lowballing um, because they don't want to go too high and and you know get too. I don't want to say greedy, but yeah, I've I watched Shark Tank. I know that's a bad business deal. <laughs> yeah, they'll be out in a second. <laughs> but no, and you know you're you're not wrong. Like this is the last run for the reverse retros. This new 2.0. So that's going and fans in the stadium to go and buy those jerseys Mm -hmm. so that's going to help we're going we got the global games back that's going to help like everybody's getting more comfortable being in full arenas that's going to help 
like even like your your teams that you would write off every year are more interesting. The attendance is going to rise. The interest in the sport's going to rise because of the ratings that you got in the Stanley Cup. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> like it's I feel like, yeah, I completely agree. I think that number is a little low and they know it's low and we're going to be pleasantly surprised in a couple of years. Yeah, and there's I think it's intentional because they, they don't want to go to 95, 96. And then if it is 92, that that's a bad look. And they they told the teams like this is obviously approximate. Don't set it in stone. Don't start making plans based on these assumptions. But um, I think as far as number wise and revenue wise, everything is looking good yeah. for the league. So, you know, why would you not think it can go even higher than that? So, uh, and for the Avs, knowing, you know, we talk about it a lot. You, you obviously signed Nathan McKinnon to that big contract. Uh, you have some some big contracts in the hopper with Alex Newhook and Bo Byram, although they won't be, you know, massive. They're still going to, there's money that needs to be shored up to pay them. So um, it's not just the Avalanche. Like it's good news for, for all 32 teams right now. So. And twenty five twenty six is about when the Miko deal starts expiring. Yeah, his is up uh, when? Let's see. Is that is that the last year of his? Twenty four twenty five is the last year of his deal. So, so he's a free agent twenty five twenty six. Right when everything so, gets beefy. Um. Yeah. So twenty five twenty six is when the, is, it could go up. So that's obviously good news. For the avalanche logan o'connor is actually uh, is up in that year as well so just to throw that one out there um, we'll make more we'll talk mm, about it 20 make sure you subscribe we'll talk about yes. it 25 26 yes <laughs> uh all right so um abs have when when's their last one they got one Mo- more preseason monday. game it's monday night okay so uh we will be back monday obviously they haven't played that game yet but um anything that happens over the weekend is that right we got who's against october 3rd versus dallas october 5th versus dallas and then yep we have two more two more okay and that last one on october 5th it's showing me tnt for that one for everybody struggling to find these games i think they're actually doing a double header i think they're doing a playoff double or a preseason double header that day don't quote me on that but I saw somewhere that they were doing it. It could be the wrong day, but um, hey, I don't care. Preseason, I'll watch preseason. Yeah, hockey's hockey, man. Yeah, double header. I'll, I'll give me a triple header. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Uh, we will be back on Monday. So uh, enjoy the weekend. Stay safe out there. Enjoy the Bronco football game. Uh, hopefully they can start getting some offense going. So uh, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Uh, and maybe the Avalanche offense can get going as well in these preseason games. That would be nice. Uh, until it's the next... altitude. Yeah, uh, <laughs> clearly, clearly. Uh, yeah, it affects the home team too. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in and making your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure you follow us on all of our uh, socials, including our YouTube channel. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys on Monday. Go, Abs, go.